Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Hello and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. And it is the month of fall. I can't wait. I love the fall season. It's wonderful. New fall films are coming out. So that means award season's coming up. So exciting time for film. But right now, today, the show, we're going to be talking about the Lego Ninjago movie. Victoria and Abdul. Fluttershy, My Little Pony. And also, P.K. Duckling. Right now, we're here with the wonderful Morgan talking about the new Lego movie, Lego Ninjago. Thank you so much, Morgan, for being on the show. Right now, we're going to be talking about the Lego Ninjago movie. So, Morgan, tell us about what you thought of the film. And I remember you told me you saw this at Legoland. Well, yes, I did. And I think that the Lego Ninjago movie is absolutely just really fun and adorable. And I think that it's adventurous mixed with a lot of different emotions because... It is a touching tale. It tells a, a little bit about, like, a kid's opinion about parents and such because one of the main characters named Lloyd, he's going through a tough time because he is a teenager and school's pretty hard on him because his dad is an evil villain. And so he's always constantly battling him because he is um, a ninja at night and then during the daytime he's basically the normal kid who gets bullied on and picked on because of his dad. And his parents are broken up because um, his mom was a good guy and his dad was an evil villain and somehow they got together. But then his mom, like, noticed that things were going on and she said no to it. So it's, like, a really complicated story, but it's really fun for the family. Sounds like it, you know? Just going, having to battle your, your evil warlord dad and having to be a ninja. You know, basic high school problems. So tell us a little bit about the comedy, because what I think what makes the, the Lego movie specifically um, unique is the sense of humor. Oh my goodness, the sense of humor is just hilarious, especially because the, um, one of the ultimate weapons is a cat. It's a cat laser, so like they have a cat named Yalfra, who turns out to be two twin cats. I heard that when I was at Legoland. One of the main stars said that it was a pain in the butt shoot with them. He said that he did not like it because they had two different cats and what they were both um, currently are in Australia. Oh, and wow. so he's saying, yeah, cause it's just crazy because they were filming. One of them was a nighttime cat and then the other one was a daytime cat. So like they would switch them off because one would be sleeping and then they'd shoot and then the other one would sleep and they'd shoot with the other one. And I think that that was really funny how they had that concept. And then the other concept that I think was really funny was, like, the humor when they had the punchlines of, like, um, I think one of them was 7.5 arm ripped off um, from Garmadon when he was talking to um, Lloyd. I think that was just hilarious. Now, what makes this Lego movie um, different than the other ones is that this one is actually an original, like, I guess you would say Lego set. Than the other ones, because Batman, of course, Lego Batman, of course, is copyrighted with the DC Comics, and then the Lego Movie is has a a bunch of copyrighted characters. This one is like the unique characters. So, what do you feel like? The, how do you feel like this film compares to the other Lego movies? I think that this one is actually very original. I think that it's very unique and different because it has ninjas, and it's really just fun. But at the same time, it does have the same characteristics, like the comedy, and it's very unique. So it's like a mix of both worlds, as a matter of fact, because it has the Lego world, because it does have the Legos. And at the same time, it's unique because of the ninjas and all that fun stuff that they've added. And also, the storyline is also um, something that was very unique with the parenting. And also, it's the storyline is also a bit easier to follow. From some people's point of view, but I think at the same time it is a, a bit complex because of the things that they've added to it. Interesting. Now, what would you say is your favorite character? Because there's a bunch of characters in this show, movie. 
Oh, definitely, without a doubt, it would be for sure Master Wu. I can, or, yeah, I just, I just love him. I cannot get enough of him. He's played by Jackie Chan, and I absolutely loved meeting him at Legoland because he photobombed me in the middle of my outro, and I was like, oh my goodness. And he was also with Lloyd, and I was like, oh my goodness, yes. And I just got to interview them right there. I was like, I get to interview them? I was just, like, mind blown. You got to meet and interview Jackie Chan? The man, the myth, the legend? Yep. And I was just like, oh, hallelujah. And he's so sweet. And he even gave me a hug and everything. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. You're doing karate moves on uh, camera and everything. And then... Next thing you know, you meet him, and he's like, my favorite part about being a ninja is I don't get hurt no more. Exact words. I get hurt no more. Jackie Chan's been through everything known to cinema, I swear. I'm such yeah, a big fan of Jackie Chan. Um, fun facts. He's actually, he's been acting ever since he was seven years old. That's and true. he's broken every single bone in his body from his, um, from his toes to his feet. Even to his skull. So it's crazy. Well, you know, life of an actor. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiefer Blakesley. This show is sponsored by My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Fluttershy. We're going to continue our conversation with Morgan about the Lego Ninjago film. And we were just talking about how Jackie Jen has pretty much broken every single bone in his body. But for a man who's been acting since he was seven, I can imagine that is very true. But... He's now in the Lego Ninjago movie, so I'm guessing he didn't break any bones, but his, hopefully his character didn't lose a few bricks. Anyway, we're going to continue this conversation with Morgan. So, Morgan, like the Lego industry, well, industry, the Lego company, I'm sorry, is, has a bunch of copyrighted like material. They got Star Wars. They've got, of course, Marvel, DC. So what, kind, what would you think would be your top on your list of movies made in Legos? Ooh. You know what? I'd have to say that the best one would probably be the original, the Lego movie. Um, no, what I'm asking is, like, what would you like to see in Lego form? Like, what would be the next, like, Lego movie you would like to see? The one that I would really love to see would probably be, like... You know what? I, I think Wonder Woman would be really fun. Because I know that they have done, like, a few DC things... But I think if they do, like, a Wonder Woman just specifically on her, that would be fantastic. Wonder Woman, Lego Wonder Woman movie. You know what? Definitely. And it'll be directed by Patty Jenkins. You know yes. what? We're putting a process. Yep. All right. I, I'm down for that. That would be an awesome new Lego movie to do since Batman got his own. So who knows if we see a Justice League Lego movie? You never know. Yeah. Not only that, but um, they just had a huge Wonder Woman movie, and I think Lego, if they did a Wonder Woman movie in Lego form, they would just, that would be fantastic for them. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Now, what's also great about this film is that it's beautiful animation. They look, it's it's interesting because sometimes I forget that that's not Legos they're actually using. That's, That's actual just like CGI animation that they used, of course, Legos as like a template but it's just how they get the plastic, the reflection of the plastic, and how they're just able to just, like, every single little detail, even the scratches on the plastic, they look like used Legos. So um, tell us about what you thought of the animation. Well, actually, what they said was that the animation is something that, it is animation, but it's not exactly, like, how you put animation. They said that they actually create it like you do Legos, um, exact words. They actually use it brick by brick. So it is animation, but it's brick by brick animation. And it is actually like kind of like Legos. And they did use uh, Legos in actual scenes. So I think that's absolutely fantastic the way that they did that. And I think that's fascinating as well, that they have some huge actors like um, just fantastic people that are magnificent, like Fred Armisen, who I got to meet in place Cole, is a magnificent character in this. I absolutely love him, and he is just so fun. And I actually learned that he can sing Jingle Bells very well. He sung that for me, and I was like, oh, my goodness, because him and Cole both have a connection to music. 
And then Dave Franco, who plays Lloyd, is absolutely magnificent as well. And then they have just a magnificent characters like Zane Woods or Zach Wood, who plays Zane. And they are all just terrific. Well, we do have a good star for the cast. But how many stars would you give this film? And what would you say is the age range? Well, I would definitely have to say that I would give this five out of five ninjotastic stars or ninjotastic stars. And then the age range, I would say would be like all the way to seven to 18. And definitely go ahead and check out Legoland because they have fantastic things. They even have a ride for it, which you can be able to shoot all the characters. And I actually got the number one score, which was magnificent. And my mom got the number um, two score, which I'm really happy about. And then Legoland also has a bunch of really fun things over there. Like they have a little model of Las Vegas and the White House. And so definitely check out Legoland for the new Lego Ninjago ride and all the things that are over there. Fantastic. Well, I can't wait to go check out the Lego Ninjago film. It's in theaters now. Thank you so much, Morgan, for talking about the film. Thank you so much for having me once again. This film is in theaters now, so please go check it out. With that said, let's take a break. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by My Little Pony, Fluttershy. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm samantha marcus and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about some incredible films like the lego ninjago movie and next we're going to continue talking about the lego ninjago movie with sahiba who's from san francisco and is 15 welcome to the show thank you sure so to my understanding, I did a little research about the film since I haven't seen it yet. It's about Master Wu, who leads a fierce team of secret ninja warriors to defeat this evil warlord whose name is Garmadon, and they're trying to save Ninjago City. Is that right? Absolutely, yep. That sounds so intriguing. I can't wait to see it, but I want you to tell me a little bit more about it and what you thought about the film. Okay. Um, yeah, it was... It was- it made me smile, but I do feel that the plot lines could get quite confusing because I feel that there's so many ideas put into one film. But interspersed throughout the film, there were some jokes and scenes where I couldn't help but laugh. Wow, I love jokes. Do you have any jokes that you could share with us from the film? Um, this one's not from the film, but I remember looking, um, uh, through some of, like, the jokes that Jackie Chan told before the movie, and I found this one very cheesy, yet sort of funny. Um, it's, what is a ninja's favorite drink? I have no idea. What is it? Punch. Oh my gosh, that is so cheesy. (laughs) I know, I couldn't think of one from the movie, though, but it's one Jackie Chan told, so it's not my joke. 
That's okay. It's cheesy. I love it. That's a great joke. It's awesome. I can't wait. I bet there are so many jokes in the film, like you said. But yeah, that's a great joke. So I want you to tell us a little bit about... I know Jackie Chan plays Master Wu, and apparently he's very funny. So, you know, I, I know that there's a lot of humor in this movie. There must be a lot of action. So amidst all the humor and action, who would you say is your favorite character? Um... I think it is the main character, Lloyd, because he's very relatable to an everyday high school kid who's, um, he gets bullied and he's mocked by his fellow classmates and he's bored in class, doesn't want to listen to the teacher, but as soon as that bell rings, he is someone completely different and he's this awesome ninja and I feel like everybody can be this awesome ninja um, even though at school they're like hiding, tucked away. But yeah, Lloyd was definitely my favorite because he was so relatable. That's the great part about films. I wish I could be a ninja. Like, I don't know about you. That I'm sure you feel the same, right? Yeah. Because, you know, I don't know if you've ever watched like some of those YouTube videos of people like doing parkour and stuff. That sounds so cool. I just wish I could do all of that. But yeah, it's great to see that he has, you know, kind of like two separate lives, which very, very interesting. So would you say that you would have a favorite scene in this film? Um, let me see. I think just overall, I felt that the animation was so uh, appealing that like whenever there was water in the scenes, it looked so realistic like I felt it could this could have actually happened because um it was so detailed like when something fell into the water and it would rise up rise back up it would like have water trickling down the side and one scene that was funny I don't want to spoil but uh at the very end Garmadon he gets uh spit out by something I won't say what um you can see like droplets like saliva but it's so realistic and it it makes it fun to watch so I think all the scenes with water in it and the ones that were just showing the overall landscape of the city were a lot of fun to see wow that is something I haven't heard of today so that's great you're listening to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids network Today we're talking about some fantastic films like the Lego Ninjago movie, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Fluttershy, Victoria and Abdul, and Peking Duckling Sees the Day. So we were just talking about saliva, which not, honestly, it's not something that you normally be talking about, but it is in the Lego Ninjago movie because Garmadon apparently gets spit out by something, but Sahiba is being very kind to us and doesn't want to spoil it, so thank you. No so, Oh, no, yeah, definitely. It sounds really interesting, and I can't wait to see it. So, you were talking about before how the film was very relatable, and I think that, you know, as a high school student, you know, everyone can relate to it, even if you're not in high school, when the teacher's talking, like you were saying, and, you know, he's got this different personality where he's a ninja, which is something that, like you said, we could all be. So, do you think that there should be, you know, a sequel? I mean, I know there's been other Lego movies before, so would you say that a sequel would be good for this? Um, I feel like it was very well resolved, but if they did make a sequel, I think they could do a backstory for the ninjas and how they came to be and how they met Master Wu and how Master Wu taught them and decided to teach them and even a backstory to their powers. I think that would, um, make everything make a lot more sense. But I think it would also be very interesting to see um, Lloyd's life before and after he was a ninja. Yeah, that would be something interesting to incorporate. That sounds like something that, you know, that would be really great to include in another film. So compared to the films that came out previously, like I know there was a Lego movie that came out in 2014. How would you say that this one compares or is similar to if you like this one as much as the other ones i think the first saga movie in my opinion was the best one because its plot line was straightforward easy to follow and it was funny at the same time and had an idea like the i feel like the director had a more 
uh, understanding of where he wanted to take the character. But in I feel in the Lego Ninjago movie, there's so many scenes where I was like, what just happened? And where did the, these things come from? And it it's supposed to be funny. And I know a lot of younger kids laughed in the film. But just as a film critic in the overall film, it didn't make any sense. So I feel like the earlier Lego movies were still very kid-friendly, but still made a lot more sense and were just better in general. Well, I think that I really appreciate your honesty because, you know, as a film critic yourself, you really do have to give your opinion. And if it, like you said before, it was a little confusing, you know, some of it didn't make sense. I mean, I think that's important. And I think that, you know, like you said, the film can be good, but there are some parts in the film that you might not to might not relate to as much. So that's okay. So why do you think that, you know, I'm not, I personally, I haven't seen any of the Lego movies because I didn't really used to watch that many movies. So why should someone like me go and check out this film? Well, I think the best part about the Lego movies are how they're animated and the fact that they actually build these sets out of real Legos and use them as a basis for the animation is something that is so unique and fascinating in today's animated movies. And even though the um, story might not be that great, it's very entertaining. You can just turn your mind off and have a great laugh throughout the film. Um, and like I said before, like the Lego animation, it's just so visually pleasing that I think that takes the gold away. Wow, I didn't even know that they made the sets out of real Legos. That's cool. Like I can't tell you how many Legos I've stepped on, but... Legos are so fun, so much fun to play with, and it's really great to see them actually bring Legos to life. So I think that that's really great. Now, what would you say, I mean, like, what did you take away from the film? I know you said it probably, it appears that it wasn't your favorite, but you still had a good laugh. So what would you say you took away from this film? Yeah, I think it was funny. Um, but they had they had a lot of messages. But one that Jackie Chan uh, or Mr. Wu states closer to the end is towards the end was that superpowers that are not visible are the ones that are most powerful. And I thought that message was so deep in itself that it made it like held the movie together. And plus it was it. It was okay. So I think that message, um, that's what I took away from the movie. And it was, yeah, it was interesting. So I wouldn't mind watching it again. But yeah. Wow, that is really deep. Like I just got chills just hearing that. That's so cool. I think, I think it's really important. Superpowers that aren't visible are the most powerful. Wow, that is so cool. I got to live by that now. So what would you say, my last question to you is what would be the age and star rating for this film? Well, I would recommend it to ages 5 to 12 because I think they would enjoy this the most. Just not based on any um, based on any storylines or anything. Just the fun in the movie, the humor. And I would give it 2.5 out of 5 stars um, just because it was uh, a little too many storylines and some were not... Un- some were not resolved either. So I have to give it two and a half stars, but I wouldn't mind watching it again. Well, that's good to hear. That's okay. Not all films are perfect, but it's it. at least the humor was there, which is something that everyone can relate to. So thank you so much for talking about the Lego Ninjago movie. It was my pleasure. Let's take a quick break. I'm Samantha Marcus, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Fluttershy. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard. 
where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hello and welcome to the program kids first coming attractions i'm your host keeper blakesley we just got done talking about the lego ninjago movie we're going to continue the show talking about pk duckling and also my little pony fluttershy and also Victoria and Abdul. Right now, we're with the wonderful Samantha, who has also been a great job hosting this show, talking about My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Fluttershy. Thank you so much, Samantha. Thank you. So, Samantha, tell us a little bit about this collection of episodes. So, I have to say, My Little Pony, I thought it was a great collection of episodes because I've seen My Little Pony before, and just the comparison from the old My Little Pony to now is really incredible. I thought that the series, there are five episodes, and there's just really a lot to relate to. I mean, it's about these ponies, and there are six of them, and they're all different. But Fluttershy, who's the main one, she always looks out for her other five friends, and it's something that anyone can relate to because friends are really important in your life. I mean, there are people who always have your back and, you know, you can learn a lot from them. So she goes on all these adventures with them. There's so many jokes. There's so many adventures. I mean, there really is something for everyone to enjoy. I think it's funny that you started by saying this show is very relatable. It's about a, it's about a group of ponies. And I'm like, oh, well, but <laughs> what's interesting is that, no, yeah, My Little Pony has become, has become this kind of, phenomenon and lately because of how well written the show is how how it's great for kids and even for some teenagers too i know some friends even my i have some friends in high school even in college who absolutely adore the show and just have a it just holds a place in their heart and it's if you can relate to that many that that large of a demographic for being what used to be considered just a kid show for girls is kind of breaking a lot of boundaries for children's media so I, I do admire the show for that. So what does this collection of episodes like offer audiences? Well, I Big think, episodes, I should say. The, well, the most important thing it would offer audiences is that, like I said, it's very relatable. There's so many valuable life lessons, like even from the title, Friendship is Magic. I mean, I honestly believe, I believe that friends play an important role in your life, but I didn't really believe it as much as I did until after seeing it, because, you know, seeing ponies, I mean, ponies, you know, have being friends with each other, I mean, that's not something that you see every day, but it, it's kind of funny to see how relatable it really is. Like, there's one episode where it's called Green Isn't Your Color, and Rarity, who's Fluttershy's friend, she gets noticed by this fashion designer, her name is Photo Finish, and she wants her to model her clothes. And Fluttershy, She's the kind of girl who has a really beautiful heart, but she's not very confident about herself, and she's not really eager into modeling all of these clothes. And I think it's really interesting to see how there are so many girls who are not confident about themselves, but you see her become more confident as the show goes on, and that's something that a lot of teenage girls would like because there's a lot of pressure on girls. I mean, you know, all these girls try to fit in, and in reality, they're fitting in when they don't really try to. It's when they try to fit in that everything really just doesn't go well. So it's great to see that ponies are taking after, you know, all these human-like situations. So I think that that's great. Definitely. And again, that, that what you're saying is true. It is very relatable, especially in this day and age in high school and social media. You always want to be exactly like everybody else because then you can fit in. But it's nice that this DVD, uh, this DVD collection offers a, sh well, showcases one character in particular, Fluttershy. So 
What do you feel like makes Fluttershy particularly interesting as just a character in the show? Well, I would say what makes her really interesting is that she really cares about her friends. You know, I know that a lot of people have best friends and everything, but she treats everybody like, you know, she doesn't judge anybody. She looks after anybody, no matter how close they are to her. And she just, she really reminds me of, like, I feel like anyone can relate to her. I mean, personally, I don't have as many friends as Fluttershy does, but the ones that I do have, you know, I really care for them. And that's something that I could really relate to her about. I mean, she has just so many qualities, like I said. Um, She's very caring. You know, she's beautiful. She has friends, you know, she loves going on adventures. So even if you don't relate to her personally, you know, everyone loves a good adventure. So that's what makes the show interesting is that she is just basically everything in one. Hmm. And how many stars would you give this show and what would you say is the age recommendation? I would definitely give this a five out of five stars because I love the meaning of friendship. And I think that just how a DVD about ponies really incorporates that sometimes a little better than most films do. It's really important. And I would recommend it to kids ages six to 12 and definitely a little older of an audience. I mean, just because the message is very powerful and your, your family would love to see it too, just because it's really entertaining and it's now really relatable to teenagers as opposed to before it was to younger kids. Wonderful. Well, I can't wait to kind of get back into watching My Little Pony. I've been kind of behind some seasons, but can't wait to check it out. (laughs) Thank you so much, Samantha, for talking about Fluttershy, um, My Little Pony Fluttershy. Um, You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiefer Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by My Little Pony Friendship is Magic Fluttershy. We're going to continue the show talking to Samantha about a new a new film called Victoria and Abdul. It is a BBC drama film biography. And this is why I love this show, because I get to learn about films I didn't even hear about. This sounds like an amazing movie. It has Dame Judi Dench. It's directed by the wonderful Stephen Frears, who also directed who also directed Philomena and the the one with Meryl Streep and Hugh Grant, which I am blanking out. Thor response to Jenkins, which is another great film. So Great director, great actors. I can't wait to hear more about it. So, Samantha, tell me about what you thought about this film. So, I really enjoy this film. When I found out that I was going to be reviewing it, I looked at the name of it. I looked at the description, and I was kind of like, you know, what is this movie? Because it's not it's not one of those movies that everyone's talking about. But yeah. I was just, yeah, I mean, it's something that, it's not like we were just talking about the Lego movie, which everyone knows is coming out. It's one of those movies where not everyone knows about it, but I think that everybody should know about it because it's one of those where you really shouldn't judge a book by its cover. I wasn't too keen on reviewing it, but then once I saw it, I was like, wow, this is a really good movie. It's just one of those, it's one of those films that just kind of like slides under the radar. And it, again, since it is a, uh, a film that was shot in the United Kingdom, it's we don't usually... we. We're lucky enough to get a lot of films from that um, from across the pond. Floris Foster Jenkins, Philomena, and some other films, and of course Doctor Who, the show. We get a lot of BBC British broadcasting stuff, but sometimes we always we we miss a film, and it's not right. distributed across. Uh, it's not distributed uh, around the world, so it's nice to hear about these things so we can so moviegoers can go out and look for it themselves. So tell us a little bit about what made this film particularly fascinating towards you. So one of the things that I thought was fascinating was the historical aspect of it. So it's about Queen Victoria, who reigned in the United Kingdom from 1837 to 1901. So she's the longest serving monarch in U.S. history, which is really great. Not U.S. history, world history. I'm sorry. I learned too much U.S. history today. So it's in world history. And I think that that's just fascinating to hear that. And she's also the Empress of India. And because of this, Abdul Karim and his friend Muhammad are in India, and they're tasked with going to the United Kingdom to deliver a sacred gold coin called the Mohar just for her compassion towards India. So they're thinking that they're only going to be there just to deliver the coin and leave, but then they get thrown into all these adventures. And that's what made it so great, is that 
when you really put into perspective the world around us, like, you know, we all know that India and the United Kingdom is exists, but then when you actually see, you know, you know, what, you know, I don't know if many people have actually, you know, no one's really, I don't know if you've been to the Taj Mahal or not. I've never seen that, but then seeing that in the film and then seeing what the United Kingdom looks like and seeing, you know, two countries interact with each other. It's just, it's just different. You know, we don't just live in the United States. It's not just our little area. We have so much and it really, you know, makes me want to travel and really experience, you know, these amazing adventures like they do. I'm a complete stickler for like films regarding history. It's just anything like if it's based off a true story or if it's a period history that I've never heard about. I'm just, I, I gobble it all up. It's it's a guilty pleasure of mine. Even if I don't think it's, even if it may not be the best film, I still love it to pieces. Like Guilty of, uh, guilty of Suspicion is a great film. And this one is another one of those films where it's just like, it's about history. It's fascinating. I get to learn something new that may have been dramatized for like cinema, of course, but like this really happened. Stuff like this happened. So it's great. Um, those kind of films I really, I really fall in love with. So I can't wait to check this film out. What do you feel like was, well, for lack of, forgive the pun, the crowning achievement of this film? Haha, <laughs> I like that pun. Um, the crowning achievement. That's a good question. I would say, I really, I don't know if you would consider this an achievement or not, but I thought that it was really interesting to see how racism is so prevalent nowadays and it was back then too like you know we learn about you know world war one world war two all these wars we learned about in u.s history and even european history when i took ap era we learn about just the differences between how people treat each other and seeing you know racism was really big in this movie britain is one of those countries that is just extremely powerful but not portrayed in this film they're actually portrayed as subordinate and you know queen victoria loves having abdul around but because he's from india and because of his culture her staff doesn't approve like she wants to move him to knighthood which is you know being around her all the time and because because that's the reason why they stay so long is because she hires him as a servant and they're really against that and they actually threaten to leave just because of her hiring him as a servant and just seeing you know racism is really wrong First of all, it's wrong, it's stupid, and it's something that we can all, you know, work together to, you know, combat racism. And I don't like seeing that in the film, that he's just treated so horribly. And especially at the end of the film, I don't want to give that away, but he is just treated so horribly, and it's not fair. But I think that's one of the achievements, is that they bring about a topic that's so important, and sometimes we think that racism is gone, but it's really not. Couldn't agree more. Well, this film sounds absolutely fascinating, and I can't wait to go check it out. So thank you so much, Samantha, for talking about Victoria and Abdul. Thank you. This film is in theaters now, so please check out, check it out, look it up, even though I mean, it's, I believe it's in only in selected theaters. So if your theater is showing this film, please go check it out. It's, it's one of those films that, you know, you need to... Lego Ninjago gets a lot of view viewership because of great advertisement. It's just one of those films that you just need to go hear from word of mouth. So please go check it out. With that said, let's take a break. I'm your host, Kiefer Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Fluttershot. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? 
Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Samantha Marcus, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Victoria and Abdul, and next we'll be talking with Morgan, who's from L.A. and is 12, about Peking Duckling Sees the Day. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me once again. Sure. So, to my understanding, Peking Duckling Sees the Day is about Peking, and he's this intrepid duck with these big dreams and all these schemes, and he, work, he works with his two best friends, Chumpkins and Wombat, and he tries to seize the day. Is that right? Yeah, and they try and make the best of every day by doing like fun adventures, by like making weird, crazy cars, or basically like doing just incredible things that kids basically would never think of, but they just always do them. Wow, I think that that's great that you know they have all of these, they do all of these things, they have these dreams. I think that that's something everyone can relate to. So, what would you say? What would, you, what would what did you really think of it? I mean, it sounds really interesting. I think that it's very interesting because it's really fun and it's really just adorable because of the way that they incorporate so many different things. Like, they have... Chumpkins is really kind of a nerd because he's really good with vehicles and at the same time, he is fearless yet just... He's really kind of a nerd because at the same time, he knows a lot about technology. And he knows, like, how do you do programs, and he really gets deep with that stuff. And then Wombat, she's basically like us reporters, you know? She knows how to do a lot of the art, so she knows a lot about movies and art, and she's really into that kind of stuff. And then Peking, he's, like, kind of the one who is the glue. He's really talkative and friendly and he knows a lot of different things and yet he's silly and optimistic and fearless and wow so he knows a lot about all that wow it sounds like a great group of friends and that's something that you know they all are good in different areas and you know when they work together they achieve like like you said build a car they do all these great things so what would you say is your favorite character? Because it sounds like all three sound great as they are. Yes, and P. King Duckling, who's voiced by Mark Thompson, is absolutely adorable because of the way that he makes his voice sound very different and unique. Because it like sounds like something that you would hear from a duck, and also he makes it sound like somewhere in a mix between like a geek, but at the same time somebody who is very adorable and optimistic. And then Wombat, she is very, like, her character is played by Courtney Shaw. So she makes her sound like somebody who is very smart and appealing and wants somebody to, like, just be friends with. And I love the way that she's able to do that. And then Chumpkins, who's voiced by Benji Rattle. I really love the way that he voices his character to sound like a nerd. And whenever, like, somebody shows a lot of affection to him, he kind of, like, makes it seem like, oh, my goodness, you know, you're doing this. And he just sounds really loved by that. And I know that he likes it. So it's really cute the way that he does that. I really love the way that they add a lot of emotions to their characters. Wow, that sounds great. I mean, they all sound fantastic. And it's just great how they're all so different. But they work together and they are very, you know, just a great group of friends so I think that that's amazing what would you say is a favorite moment a scene a song like just something that you really enjoyed about this particular series well besides my favorite episode which would have to be I mean like a tie between Walmart's big surprise because that was really fun and it's like Basically, whenever somebody's throwing a big, huge birthday party, you know, they're always, like, so sneaky about it. But at the same time, there's always, like, 
ah, she's coming, and then they, like, panic, which was always, like, really funny how they kept that. Or I'm also, like, I think that was really funny how they have um, Speed King Duckling. I think that one was really fun. I'm in a tie between those two because I love those two episodes, which really stood out. Um, I really like the, the intro song because that's, it's really fun. It, like, caught my attention. Wow, I know those songs, whenever they include those songs, they're so catchy and, you know, very relatable. It was like when I saw Mo Long season one, like those songs are just really catchy. So I think that that's great. You're listening. Oh, Oh, sorry. What'd you say? And then two weeks later, you're like singing it in your head and you're like, where do I remember that from? And you're like, oh, that's the show. Yeah, that's so true. Like those songs, like they take forever to get out of your head, but they're good too. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about some incredible films like the Lego Ninjago movie, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Fluttershy, Victoria and Abdul, and Peking Duckling Sees the Day. Right now we are talking to Morgan about Peking Duckling Sees the Day. So we were just talking about how you know all these songs and these series that you watch may get stuck in your head, but the series are just great and Peking Duckling sounds like a great series, so... I wanted to ask you, was there any part of the episode, I mean, there were many episodes, but was there any part of them that you could really relate to? Probably between, like, all the differences between the characters, I would have to say. Like, how Chumpkins is, like, a wacky pig who's really into gadgets and all that, and like I said, they all have different personalities. Because, like, it really reminds us of how we all have different personalities, and we all have like, things that we're into, like hobbies, and how there's always one person who, like, keeps us together, and we're always usually bonded. Like, how, like, a group of friends always has something in common that keeps them bonded, and it it reminds me of my childhood of how, like, I had a bunch of friends, and yet we had such different backgrounds, and I still do have friends like this, but yet we're all such good friends that we just get along, like, basically glue. Honestly, we just stick like glue. Yeah, those are those are really the best kinds of friends you can have when you're all different, but you share, you know, the same hobbies or maybe even different ones, but you're really good friends. So I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, because then you, like, learn a bunch of different things from them, and you learn a bunch of different things from each other, and then next thing you're like, oh, well, I learned this from my friend, and it's just really fun. Yeah, I completely agree with you. So what would you say is the best part about the animation because I saw the cover of it and wombats, the wombat looks so cute. Like I just love how they do the animation nowadays. It's very eye appealing. So what would you say, like, what'd you think of it? What was the best part about it? I would have to say that it would be the character design. I think the character design is something that was very special about it. They added a lot of detail to the characters And they have so many different, like, fun things about them. And I think that the way that they added to the characters and such, and, like, have a lot of different things, like, for example, PK wears a sweater and pants. It, like, reflects off his personality. And then, if you notice, Chumpkins, he wears an adorable computer on his um, T-shirt. That shows that he is somebody who's, like, into gadgets and gizmos and whatnot. And then Wombat, I know that she isn't wearing anything, but it shows that, you know, like, she's still as smart and she's still curious in a way because of her face. Yeah, that that sounds, I think that that's so cool how you say that their clothes reflect their personality. And I think that's also kind of true today. I mean, how you see how other people, you look at them and you see how they take care of themselves and how they present themselves. And everyone, no one's wearing the same clothes. So I think that that's... Super cool. So what would you say would be the moral or message of the series? I would say that the moral or message of the series would be, like, always think outside of the box. Because it even says in one of the episodes, Speed King Duckling, PK Duckling is actually thinking inside of his box that he thinks is a race car. And then his friends, Wombat and Chumpkins, are like, well, why don't you think outside of the box? And then they take him outside of the box. And I think that's one of the moral lessons. And then the other thing is always have friendship. Friendship is very important no matter what situation you are in. I completely agree. That Those sound like incredible messages. And what would you say is the age and the star rating? 
I would say that the age rating would probably go from four all the way to probably about like 15, honestly. I think 15 year olds would even like this because it teaches them a lot of values and it isn't too kiddish that they'll be like, uh, I don't want to watch this. And it isn't like, it isn't too adult. So that way kids will not want to watch it. It's like a perfect age range for about everybody. And besides that, I would also say that I would give this five out of five stars because it is absolutely magnificent. And Joss Sling, who is one of the people who created and is award-winning, um, who was part of Sesame Street and Wonder Pets, he's one of the people who created PK and Duckling. So I think that he did a fantastic job and his career is still going on. I think that's one of the reasons why this is a magnificent series, and I think that it will definitely go on. And I cannot wait to see season two and see more, for sure. And also, I want to let everybody know who are Jewish viewers, I want to say Happy Yom Kippur to them, and that they have a fantastic Yom, Yom Kippur. Oh, thank you. I'm Jewish, so I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> oh, well, Happy Yom Kippur to you. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you talking about Peking Duckling, it sounds amazing, and you can catch it on DVD and Amazon. Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps to learn how you can join our Kids First film critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our fantastic blog in the teen section of Huffington Post, and check out our YouTube channel. You can get there easily from our homepage at kidsfirst.org. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Fluttershy. I'm Samantha Marcus, and I want to wish you a National Pancake Day. This is one of my favorite days of the whole year, and I know IHOP's National Pancake Day was on March 7th, but you can get more pancakes on Pancake Day this Tuesday, so go get some after dinner after checking out these incredible films. Because who doesn't love breakfast for dinner? Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.